I ask that you guys forgive me for the noise you hear in the background, but I was meditating, and when I finished meditating, I had to immediately record this because I did not want to risk forgetting it. Recently, I've been in a couple of conversations, um, verbal uh, exchanges, not arguments, uh, just a sharing of philosophies on the existence of God. And people often ask me, you know, um, are you a Christian? And then once they find out I'm a life coach that's also a Christian, they fear that my beliefs might be intertwined with my best practices. And so often I find myself in the conversation with people asking me, are you a Christian? Because they've already predetermined in their mind that they don't believe Christians. And so they first search when they can't disprove or discredit anything that I'm saying. They always ask me, am I a Christian? Because if they do not like Christians, then they'll write off my arguments as some Christian BS, I'm guessing. Um, but anything that you agree with or disagree with, you should be able to do so um, logically and with zeal. So uh, logically would mean you would have to make it make sense, which would mean you would have to understand it well enough for it to make sense to you. If you don't like it and it doesn't make sense to you and it's foolishness, you're okay. But if you don't like it and it makes sense to everybody, but it doesn't make sense to you, then you might be not liking it prematurely because you simply do not understand why other people like it. So I'm going to go over a couple of things, um, a few things, but I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to go over. I'm just going to number them as I go. The first thing, is God real? To answer that question, I go on to say, the only thing that is real is what someone believes is real. Something that does not physically exist can't be fake because it's not what people's argument is, right? Real. People say God is not real. But those people, coincidentally, do not believe in God. So the logic of the only things that are real or fake are the things that we believe are real or fake. In a physical sense, at least, right? I won't, I won't jump straight ahead and say this is right. I'm, logically, I'm going to explain this. Um, so I want to go ziplining, right? But I don't often find people that want to go ziplining with me. Now, if I go ziplining because I believe in ziplining, I believe that ziplining is fun. I believe that it's safe. I believe that it's exhilarating and it's an adrenaline rush. When I zipline, I'm there for the full experience. And what do I feel? A sense of adrenaline? A sense of excitement? A sense of freedom? But before I went ziplining, the reason why I wanted to go ziplining is because I wanted to feel those things. And I believe that ziplining is the perfect way in this scenario, in this person's mind, is the perfect way to feel those things. And when I go, in fact, I feel those things. I believed it. And then it became real. So if I bring a friend with me that doesn't want to go ziplining, right? Um, because they're afraid. 
because they feel that ziplining is dangerous, because they feel that ziplining is unsafe, because they feel like ziplining is too risky. Ziplining leads to death. They don't want to do it. They are afraid. And say, I said, come on, man, we got you. I'm going to give you $100 if you go, and they don't go. I try to find all these things and incentivize them to go. I try to hype them up. I try different psychologies, right? Try to guilt trip them or try to uh, make them feel like a punk. You know, whatever, whatever guys do to get their friends to go, right? This is what you do. But if the person takes off running and they just literally freeze up, the fear that they felt just became real. It physically stops them. It gives them a state of paralysis. It paralyzes them in a, in a quickened, I mean, immediate, I don't know a drug that acts that fast. You know what I mean? Uh, it's something that acts that fast. Fear runs through the body at 700 miles an hour. The speed of absolute light, electricity, locks up the body immediately. You are paralyzed. You cannot go. And then sometimes we see really funny videos, normally of people that are pretty overweight, going and then jumping but not being strong enough to hold on or um, letting go out of fear, right? And that's always like a hard fall. Or they'll go so fast to try to outrun their fear, but then right before they go, the fear locks them up and then it's kind of like they they do the worst jump ever. Like the worst thing that could have happened was they went, fear froze them up, they just fell off the edge, right? They probably believed that that was what was going to happen. I don't want to get into it, but we've seen the video, right? So in that same instance, the fear is real. The excitement was real for the other person. The fear is real for the other person because of simply what they believe. So the only reason that religion or any other philosophy is so important is because how many people it influences to believe in it, which means it it in turn gives them a method of thinking. It makes all of these people think the same, right? Or because they feel the same or they believe the same, then religion becomes a very real thing because the more people believe, the more real it is. It's the same thing with energy. It's the same thing with hype. There are some people that have a little hype and there are some people that have a lot of hype. If you go to the House of Blues and it's a small no-name guy that you've never heard of, but the whole crowd is, is, is hype when they hear him, you realize there's a lot of people that know who this guy is. There's a lot of people that like this guy. Let me see if they have, you know, if they have good ears. Let me see if they know what sounds good or maybe I'm missing out or maybe I don't, I, I didn't get up and cheer for this guy because I didn't know this guy's music. I don't know this guy to be. So you should not talk about or talk against what you dislike, but do not understand. If you, if you say God isn't real and you live like God isn't real, you have just made God in your opinion or um, in, in my logic, you have made God not real in your life. If you make God relevant in your life, you have just made God really real in your life. So for me, God is real. And you can't tell me that God is fake because God is not, quote unquote, physically real. You look at what 
you look at what Jesus, right, the Son of God, said about God. God is here under the stone. God is here. He's here. He's, God is everything love. God is everything good. God is. So if God is all of those things, you can see God all around you. So God is very real. So imagine telling someone that believes God is real, that God is not real. How foolish will they think you are? You might think you have a sound logic. But if that person believes that God is not real, or that person believes that God is real, the best thing you could do is help them understand why you understand God to be real. Not tell them why they're so wrong about whatever they feel. Because they could not feel what you feel because they don't understand what you understand. And if you gave them the understanding, thus, or aka the knowledge, then you would then help them understand why it is that you feel. And if nothing else, if they're an empathetic person, they can feel, they can feel that. I can dig that. I can get with that. That makes more sense to me. I tell people all the time, I'm not plant-based because, um, I, you know, I think that meat is terrible and all. I, I, I'm, I'm doing it for humanitarian reasons, right? I understand, like, yes, I don't want to see animals slaughtered, and I, but people have always eaten animals for nourishment, and I'm not going to tell the person that does that that they're wrong. I'm going to tell them why I don't eat so much meat because how I wanted to benefit my health and how I want to benefit the planet and how I want to benefit others like trying to solve world hunger and so oh so no I'm not I'm not trying to condemn you for eating meat I'm not trying to condemn you for not believing but if you had just a moment to understand why I don't eat meat or don't eat very much you know I eat eggs or fish um, every once in a while but why I don't eat so much then maybe you will become more conservative in your own efforts. Not saying that you are whatever people would label me, not saying that you're vegan or a vegetarian or you know pescatarian, whichever way that people can eat, but simply a person that is more dietary conscious, more intake conscious, consumption conscious, right? It's about increasing your consciousness. It's about making you more aware. Information is so valuable we live in an information era so a person can know so much more than you and the more a person know the more the more a person can do and so you are by being ignorant you are putting yourself in harm's way because those without knowledge shall perish so you can't be happily uh, happily ignorant because if the wolves have all of the information to use against you and they're knowledgeable on it and you've already been warned what'll happen when you don't know you get taken for a fool when you don't know you go for a little ride you go for a ride on the stupid train right someone plays you like you're dumb i was in colorado apple support called me from the apple support number walked me through the apple support queue the whole nine a very elaborate scheme but the way they take money is very simple so I caught the guy when he started doing things that Apple wouldn't do. But because, you know, I don't call Apple so often, 
Um, I don't have problems with my Apple products. I'm not familiar with the Apple Care updates, the new protocols, the two-step authentication I am up on. But um, I, I'm, I could be taken for a spin because if anybody calls me pretending to be something that I never heard of, know nothing about, none of the, don't know any of their protocols, I'm going to get taken for a spin. Or you could be like me and bust the guy on the call, let him know that I know that this is a scam and, uh, you know, call him out for his wrongs, make him admit to his wrongs right then. Dude couldn't believe it. He apologized and and, and, and a whole nine. And, and then I just called Chase and said, hey, my account might have been compromised in some way. You went through this blah, 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 right? And then they returned the money right away. And then I go on with my vacation versus having my identity stolen, going back to the D, you know, DMV, the whole nine, the new ID, the whole nine. I don't know what people go through when they truly have their identity stolen, but the people, the point is, knowledge is power. When you stop people from sharing their opinions, you stop people from sharing with you their logic. And in their logic, there might be some truth. There might be some things you have not thought of. Now, it's important that people are knowledgeable enough to speak up when someone is trying to listen, that they know how to use their words to get their points across. So schooling is, is a little bit necessary, but truly, um, if a person is censored, they can't tell you why they don't understand. And then a person that doesn't want to be embarrassed for not understanding, they just pretend to understand and believe whatever everybody else believes. You see, the same fear of missing out thing too. The fear of missing out has the ability to control how we think. Because if we don't educate ourselves on why we think or why they think, then we just see the masses all thinking a certain way on this and we go, well, all these people can't be wrong about this. This, mu- this is something that the people are for. But then you don't understand that there's a psychology at work to make you feel the way that you feel about what it is that you think you feel that way about. There's people that study perception psychology that know how to influence, manipulate, create behavior outcomes. And it's not like a witchcraft thing. It's like they paid attention to people's habits. And then they they found a way to get people to do the things habitually that are beneficial to people that will pay money for it. Because people didn't value psychology any other way. People in psychology that didn't want to write prescriptions for people and listen to everybody's problems, but they wanted to study human behavior. What they did was find a way to monetize their craft. And it was really one of the worst things that they could have done with it. Although I completely understand because without money, you starve and die, right? But um, it's it's very critical that we stop being so sensitive and start being more curious-minded. Stop being so um, abrupt in our responses. A knee-jerk reaction controls how we feel when we hear Trump. Right. So then we don't want to hear anything that Trump has to say. Right. So anytime we hear Trump, we say, go the other way. Right. And then we go the other way. Then we miss what Trump had to say. And then what happens next? 
Trump just rolled out some policy that affected everything and every everybody, and, and we don't really know because we weren't paying attention because we don't like Trump, be, and, and you get the point? So now we might be violating a law that we didn't know that we were violating because just yesterday it wasn't against the law to be doing the thing that we're doing. I'm not saying it's that serious, but you get the point. So be curious. Don't be afraid to miss out on something because you thought a little bit deeper about it and it actually didn't make sense. Because a lot of the things that we're controlled or manipulated to believe and to think subliminal messaging, etc. A lot of those things, if we think a second longer about them, we don't do it. It's like an impulse, right? Um, Say you go out, you got all your good clothes on, right? You look your best, you feel your best, and say you believe you from movies that you watched growing up that when you do that you normally go out and you come home with somebody and then in reality you go out you look your best you find somebody you magically fall in love with them this one night you go home y'all smash you feel differently about it immediately after now imagine when you got dressed up and you was feeling your best looking your best and you're doing all the things on that same habit loop that i just explained right and then you said I'm not going to hook up with anybody tonight. You just say this, right? Because I don't want to feel like I felt last time. And then you go out, and then you don't hook up with that person, right? What you just did was studied your own behavior. Looked at it closely. How did you feel after this happened? Great. Don't do that again, because this makes you feel that way. File that behavior away. Hmm. But if you can ignore the impulse, the sexual impulse, because every time you go out and you look your best and you're getting a lot more attention, your nature side is going to take over. And you're going to be in an environment where you can pick a mate and procreate and do this thing animalistically, right? So if you can ignore the impulse, the animalistic impulse, the side of you that does things and doesn't know why they do it but have always done it so that's just what they keep doing if you can ignore that side and think just a second longer you have the power to control the scenario the outcome thing three consciousness I want to be a safe place for people mentally because right now, think about the basic things I know right when I wake up. I know the date. I know what time it is. Why do I know those two things? Because money day, the day where the next round of funds will be deducted, is at the first of the month. So every day, time is spent, right, on a calendar or on a wheel. And it's just a countdown. Like if I was working out at the gym for a certain amount of time, and I want you to envision this red clock with these red robotic font letters, clock letters, the alarm clock font letters, or uh, alphabets, numericals, etc. And you'll see October in that font, or you'll see February in that font. And you'll see the 8th or the 9th 
with a tenth in that font. I say that because people are in different time zones. I just want to be clear. Um, but you see everything in that font. That kind of makes you feel differently about time, right? The date and everything. It, it's relevant, right? Because at this point in time in the day, I got to go to this meeting. I got to go run uh, this errand. I got to have this uh, paid for. I got to pick somebody up here. I got to show up to this. We have all these commitments and the commitments are based on time and dates. So we view time very different. It's like an objectivity sheet. So we get numb in between our objectives. In between getting off work and going to the gym, I scrolled on Instagram for an hour because I felt like, well, I just knocked off this going to work thing on my objective list and I ate breakfast and uh, didn't drink at lunch or something, you know, didn't have sodas all day, whatever you reward yourself for. And so to reward yourself, you do something mindless because the mind is always working. So scrolling is what we do because it's a pastime where our minds can shut off. But the more our mind is shut off, the less our mind is working in our benefit like it's supposed to. And it decreases our consciousness and it makes us more robotic. The difference between a robot, the things we keep seeing in the Sprint commercials, and the things we keep seeing in the TurboTax commercials, and all of these different companies are paying for this introduction of robotics into human perception so that when we start seeing them more in real life, um, like we do at the airport, if we travel, those type of people, we're already being um, prepared for the robotic interface when we start weeding out people that do things like security uh, as we trade that in for technology. Um, we're being conditioned, right? It's, it's a conditioning thing. And uh, if you're not conscious and aware of what's happening, you just keep getting conditioned, reconditioned, reconditioned, reconditioned at somebody else's benefit. Whoever pays the psych, the, you know, the perception psych people the most they get the best ads. The ads can be very expensive because the ads have proven to be very effective. And because the site companies can prove that their marketing tactics work, the companies pay for them. And that's why advertisement is so big to begin with. I want to be a safe place for people you turn your brain down and you turn your consciousness up because the consciousness is like the spirit of the brain and it's very intelligent it can do so many things that the functioning robotic side of the brain cannot do because a brain was meant for more than calculating numbers. The art of counting money. Quite literally, the brain's robotic functions are the least impressive thing that it can do. Understanding how to count 
so simple. Understanding how to feel. Don't even get me started talking about emotional intelligence, right? That's, That's when you can use the spirit side of your brain like you use the numbers or robotic side of your brain with emotions. Understanding the emotions logically. in hopes of being able to control them. Because when you lack emotional control, you do a lot of things that you shouldn't do. Some people think too much with the robotic side of their brain. Some people think too much with the spirit side of their brain. And as we know, all good things in life are balance. One, don't be condemning people that you don't understand. Travel a little bit. Go to those neighborhoods around those people that you don't like. See if you don't like them. Have a conversation with one of them. See if you don't like them. See what it is you you personally don't like about them. And whatever you feel, you feel. Those are your reasons. But just once, let go of your previous disposition about things that you've been conditioned, conditioned, that that are not logically uh, backed. Put those stereotypes to the test. Interact with people, understand people, understand more. Don't pride yourself on your ignorance. Pride yourself on your on your intelligence, on your intellect. The more you know, the more you can do. If you don't know much, you can't do nothing. William Bubble Dog Mitchell told me that. It's my granddad. Thing two, don't just go along and get along. Get along and go along. Whatever that goes, the fear of missing out is a very real thing. And you, you believe and like and whatever, a lot of different things. I know I got an iPhone and there's things I hate about it. I know there's people that have Androids and there's things they hate about it, but when we talk to each other about it, we go we go along with whoever's got what we got, so we get along, right? You believe what you believe and I believe what I believe. This is the best phone because this is the, one of the two phones on the market and uh, it's one of these two phones. The best phone is probably a Nokia something, a Motorola something. But, you know, we get the iPhone and so a few people got blackberries, so they were lingering around for a bit. And, um, but the more variety there is, the, the better scope we have to really find what's best. The less variety we have, we end up picking a poison, you know? Because if both of these things are bad, one of them that's less bad becomes the new good. But the more variety we have, the more things that we can judge those two things by. We raise the standard of greatness because what's great is the thing that's going to have most of these traits that we've considered great. Not the traits that these people thought and just found a better way to market to us that we just now say this is best. The same way we need variety and options uh, for, for politics and blah, 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 blah. We need it for people. 
guarantee you we could solve this problem with, with global warming if we listened to the concerns of the different people and how they could impact their environments, the problems they're having with their environments, and we address that need. We address all those different needs. We restore a balance. When we restore the balance, the balance will be shown. Because balance never hides in chaos. It stands out. We call it the light in the darkness. The third thing is be more conscious, man. Think a second longer about things. When you figure out in those moments of life where you find out the hard way what you like and what you don't like, be honest with yourself at that point in time. Remember how you felt. File it away. When you're made to feel a certain way again, now, now you can pick. Now you have power. Control those emotions. Value time more. The more conscious you are, the more you can slow down time. The more value you get out of your time. If you're always racing the clock, you're going as fast as you can. Everything is a blur. You race and race and race until the end. And when you get to the end, you ask yourself, what the hell was I running so fast for? It's not always best to be the fastest. <laughs> ask anybody that's ever crashed. We'll get where we're going as long as we keep going. I love y'all, man. Peace.